Three, two. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Was That in Good Taste? My name is Chandler Phillips, and with me, as always, is your also amazing co-host, James. Yeah, James Beery. That's me. Hey, that's Woo, you. Go me. And Woo. today we are talking some really awesome, fun, occult shit. It's a full moon. Oh it's God. Passover. It's tarot and tequila. And also joining us is our very special guest and a good personal friend of mine, Nick Kennedy. Nick. Nick applause. Wow. Yo, thank you. I want to thank my mother in the academy. Sign my tip. <laughs> Only once, like initials. You don't get the full name. Just the N and the K. Jane, yeah. I get a, can I can't get a wait to see you. Yeah, Jane too. You have enough. <laughs> you can't afford the middle name. Damn. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I like to be funny in social situations oh, and anti-social situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else about myself. I wait tables and, uh, pretend to be a person during my daytime. <laughs> and I was originally born in New Hampshire. So I am very, uh, addicted to crystals and it feels involuntary at this point. But, uh, sometimes you just got to accept who you are and what you are for what it is. And at, at this point I've done that. I'm... A person of color <laughs> that was uh, raised around a lot of crystally people. And I'll let you just imagine the rest. So what I know of New Hampshire is it's basically Berkeley, but if you dipped it in Massachusetts. um, Berkeley, Ber- California? Yeah, like UC Berkeley, like the the whole hippie movement, but like... The West Coast side of, of kind of um, it's a like Bay Area, but like a little bit more barefoot. This is the better you coast. are underestimating about what I, I've never been to New Hampshire. The, no, that's fa- visually you have it correct. Emotionally, you are very far off there. Uh, it's I think New Hampshire has the most libertarians per capita. It is very much a fuck you. Don't tell me what to do type of place to live Hmm. but it's very uh all the houses and basically anywhere you go could very easily be described as quaint uh okay so the quaintness is kind of what i'm i'm picturing in like the imagine listening to rage against the machine while watching bob ross love it love it oh that's a great juxtaposition that's new hampshire all right. Uh, Dang you. I won't do what you told me. Just, all right. Speaking and, of. And we're m- going to have a happy little rebellion right here. <laughs> Ooh, and, yes. Um, and here we're just going to put some more trees for which we can block the establishment from entering our property. And over here, we're going to paint a lack of motorcycle helmets because we can. <laughs> so I actually know a strange amount about New Hampshire only because I volunteer for like some pet organization and i do background checks well how does it compare to the old hampshire well it's way more white (laughs) because everyone who like applies for pets and all the neighborhoods they're in are very white and very nice Uh, is there a poor area in new hampshire i actually do not know uh yes there's poor pockets a lot of the cities have very poor neighborhoods and then they're towards the northern part of the state there's a weird section where there's just not a lot of money coming up so it it gets strange because it's super pretty but also there's just not a lot of money going up that close to canada without being in canada huh so 
I get I get Vermont and New Hampshire confused. Which one's closer to Maine? New Hampshire. They're all New England. They're all yeah. they're all New England. Maine touches New Hampshire that touches Vermont. Okay. And the organization I work for is is like the New England area. It's all those it's like that cluster. It's always considered to be like kind of one thing. Weird. Weird that you guys kind of have states all just hanging out together. No, it is because because in the New York is like you know it's the tri-state area. It's it's very interesting the way it is that way because we're not shit. You know how big a tri-state <laughs> area is in the West? That's half the fucking country. It's like to orient it more to New York. It's like Boston and like Massachusetts would be like Manhattan. And then New Hampshire would be like upstate New York, and Vermont would be like upstate New York, and Maine would be like upstate New York, and <laughs> even Rhode Island is kind of like upstate New York, and Connecticut is like the middle of New York. That's why people always seriously <laughs> oh, compare them because they seriously, if you go to Connecticut, it feels like you're in New York, but not New York City, but also not quite Albany. Like you it's know, it's like somewhere in the middle. It's a weird skills. liminal yeah. space. Yeah, it, it's only because I guess of the, polit- oh, I mean, the political pressure that's exerted by New York into the quote. It's like fucking civilization. Like our influence spreads so culturally, it's kind of all one energy. Oh yeah, it wasn't like it was one of the thirteen colonies and has no cultural influence of its own. But before we run into a fucking, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying we get, before we. It's the thing we always do. It's nice to have somebody here to understand the things that we do. So what we always do is we take a step up at the bar. Oh, so yeah. We're not behind the bar. See, behind the bar, we're closed. We're fucking around. We're drinking a lot. We're getting in depth. Right now, we're chilling at the bar. This is just at the bar. And, and we're at the bar. We're drinking delicious cocktail from the book that's kind of framing the entirety of what this is, Tarot and Tequila by uh, David Ross. David A. Ross. They're, this is obviously not sponsored content, but before we get into this, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, where, anywhere that you listen to this, anchor.fm forward slash was hyphen that hyphen in hyphen good hyphen taste, because that's why it wouldn't work, because I, I I forgot there's hyphens, or on facebook.com forward slash was that in good taste, or wherever podcasts are found. It's everywhere. Oh, okay. So... The Anchor so, app, no, so though. if you were on the Anchor app. No. That's, there's a reason that was the tricky part. Because, because in the Anchor app, you can record into the app. Mm-hmm. And all those podcasts are, are sponsored by Anchor or are people who recorded their podcasts into the app. Right. But then Spotify bought Anchor. So let me ask you this. Why could I find uh, two of the other podcasts that you have a hand no. in, but I could not find there's no way because I looked hmm. and it came it's on Spotify hmm. this guy hmm. but now that we're done what, what is it I we're drinking what I recommend is actually to just go to like your nearest corner and ask the person that stands there the most <laughs> frequently if they have a USB drive with this podcast <laughs> on it that I way you it. don't even have to pay your Spectrum or Comcast or whatever internet providers bill this month you can get to it next month you're good with just this podcast exactly will we actually have a very intricate distribution system where um we hand out uh, floppy disks that have just this episode recorded, and it's on a weekly basis. And if you see just any any given person 
um, that's that seems to be standing in one spot, they are most likely a distributor of ours, and they have one of these. Um, what is it? Three and a half. Three point five millimeter drives. Yes. Yes. Uh, the floppy disk, which surprisingly hard. Well, can yeah. I can I say this? Can Wait, I say this? Uh, hard or rigid. erect? Rigid. It's rigid. Okay. It's rigid. It's rigid. Um, it's... it's a very tactile experience. <laughs> we we try to try to give you the most um, immersive tactile. Uh, what's another word for like just something that you could feel sharp? I don't. Anyway, so we're drinking a fun little <laughs> rendition of uh, the Queen of Wands cocktail brought to us by David A. Ross from Tarot or from his book Tarot and Tequila, a tarot guide with cocktails and other spirits. This cocktail is very, very delicious, and uh, we we've we kind of took a little bit of liberties. Uh, we muddled. All right. I mean, give me read. Let me let me read. Let me read. We begruddled. All right. So and we um yeah. What first? What the the fuck? This first of all, this fucking guy here doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Okay, because obviously this is from the book, right? The Queen of Wands. Well, what is the Queen of Wands? What is the Queen of Wands? (laughs) The definition is a strong, passionate woman or man who embodies many of the qualities that make for a great person of influence. Generally, the Queen of Wands represents. Honestly, I feel like. Maybe it's kind of feminist, but like a great feminine authority, like a great feminine strength. But it like says a, here, like a strong Jewish mother. This is a tequila definition. <laughs> so this book has definitions of each card as well as their tequila definition. This tequila definition is: you are more aware than that some restaurants have both good and bad qualities. At this particular location, the food is hit or miss. However, the server is on point. Well, huh. The server. Look at that! It looks like it's point. in the fucking stars. I'm here. It's in the, on time. The fucking stars. Oh, I knew I forgot something. Fuck! I forgot the jalapenos. Oh. I knew I forgot. Some, fuck it! It's good without it. It is really good. It's without good without it. it. Um, so the Queen of Wands cocktail is a jalapeno infused tequila with mezcal and right. Ra- fuck that. Okay, we didn't have all that shit on hand. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> a jalapeno. Though, actually, wait. Wait, we did uh, at one point have a lot of jalapeno infused. No, we even on. had the El Bujo mez- mezcal that's 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 named here. Yep. So we had Tanteo jalapeno, we had Tanteo habanero, and then yeah. you know, lo and behold, Whatever. sometimes you just drink it's tequila, it all. raspberry, hmm. almond, honey syrup, lemon juice, and it's froth. It's a, it's a fizz with no ice, and it has a raspberry. So what do what do Nick? What do you think about this? What do you think about this cocktail? Am I uh, tell me I'm great? This is delicious. It also tastes very slutty. Ooh. It du- I'm not, not Am I fucking wrong? around. It tastes really fucking slutty. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't eat. I've been working in restaurants for years, and sometimes there isn't another word for a drink you have than slutty. Um, it's hard to pers- do intentionally. Uh, if it was intentional, good job. I, I So for me, slutty means... You can have one and it looks classy, but after two or three, you're gonna get a little sloppy. Because it was always it was always slutty. It's ooh. so the sluttiness for me that comes through is the raspberry almond. It's the sweet with also that kind of like almondy vanilla. Like it's 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 a lighter flavor, 
that just kind of it's a lightness. It's a it's a fun, casual, bubbly, but also hiding a boozy. Um, There's a lot a, of liquor in each one of these. Yeah, a slutty cocktail is a flirty cocktail that forces you to drink it at the right speed. Oh yeah, because this That's is like a, this is ooh. boozy, but it's also really sweet and bright with the fresh raspberries. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you can't chug it. That's what you. That's what you mean by you have to drink it at the right speed because the almond is a little too, little too overpowering to just throw back. Otherwise, you're just gonna taste the almond or and, cyanide. Or yeah, yeah, which <laughs> you know might just make this uh the damsel. Wait, fuck. What's the this fucking guy? God, he, this it. guy can't fucking finish a punchline. I can't line. finish a fucking sentence. <laughs> this guy. Um. So here's the real question: What is the sign of this cocktail. If, if what is it's a stra- do its chart, do its chart, yeah. So I want to know, like, what, I want to know what would you say it's sun, moon, and rising are. <laughs> okay, its sun is Daniel Day Lewis. It's definitely a good parent that raised a good, creative person um love them the moon virgo mm, yeah definitely a virgo moon i know plenty of them rising <laughs> only for a good cup of coffee mm. 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 astute astute observations <laughs> I think it's a Scorpio. Just it. You're just gonna just gonna throw it. You just blanket statement. Old school Scorpio. Old school Scorpio. Mm. Long before people started getting into charts and numbers, when somebody said a Scorpio, you knew what they were talking about. Feisty. Fuck you, real good, but oh no. But like, might smack you in the middle <laughs> of it. Oh, before, during, and after. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the Scorpio stings. That's in its nature. This guy thinks he's funny. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> okay, this cocktail. Let's let's wrap this shit up. All right. <laughs> How would you serve this in a bar? Would it be okay. a happy hour drink? Would it be no? Fuck a, no. Would it be a late happy hour? This drink? This needs to be in a coop. This 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 guy here is fourteen dollars. Damn, a fourteen fresh 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 berries. A specialty syrup. Mm, but, um, the okay, minute yeah, the minute no, you the get honey- into the minute you get out of simple syrup and fucking regular fucking shit. What's throwing me off is like I want to taste orgeat, but it's I know because it's, it's missing too, it's missing the almond, it's missing the milkiness. It's too raspberry y. Yes. To really hit so, that mellow oh. Orgeat is a is the syrup that's popular inside of a Mai Tai. It's almond milk with Orange blossom, orange blossom, and almond extract. It's a whole whole fucking thing. Isn't there also sometimes like some rose or some shit? In you there? can use if you don't have orange blossom, you can use rose rose water. Uh. That's why the rose water. Eh. Super good. It's a little it's a little milky. That's the only thing this is missing because it's definitely sharp with like the citrus. But what's more sharp is our takes. So what, this is your fucking idea. This is your concept. Yeah. This is your thing. All right. So let's engage with. We have somebody who's funny for once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing you talent. 
I'm I'm scouting. You know? Who wasn't funny? Oh. Is, 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 James is pointing at Chandler for yeah, those at home. It's, I don't, it's, that's it's good home. radio. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so. I wasn't trying to shout him out like that. <laughs> but, but oh, I'm down to now. out drama. Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to talk about some occult witchy shit because, James, I know you have a deck of tarot cards. And Nick is the only other person I've been around where I've been truly baffled by reality. <laughs> um, and so I just thought this would be an interesting uh, meeting of the minds. Um, also, just I know I mentioned this earlier, it's Passover and it's a full moon. So, like, we got some weird rituals going on today. Uh, also, isn't this also, like, like, Easter weekend or some shit, too? Yes. So yeah. not only are we... Uh, consuming the blood of zombie Jesus. We're also remembering how we suffered and we're conjuring the dead. Right? Because, I mean, that's that's the full moon thing, at least. Uh, Uh, Full moon, everybody's liquids are just out of whack. Oh, well, these liquids are just in whack. Um, This is going to get me back in whack. So going back in whack. <laughs> um, we should start like an '80s pop group. Uh, mm-hmm. I got the hair for it, um, and I think you do too. Thank we you. could definitely. I miss my locks. Hair now. flip. Thank you. So this is like great radio. Your hair, <laughs> luxurious long locks, Chandler's curly Jew fro mm-hmm. thing. It's finally humid in New York, so it's actually working. Me used to have dreadlocks, so my hair does like just grows in like little curls. It's like <laughs> really weird. It kind of reminds me of like, um, like you know the the baby toy that like is a vibrating ball with like the little kind of no. eggs sticking out. No. Uh, all right. So you know how like it's somewhere between. Please, if you interject anytime you want to fucking. Please, please. I want to see where he's going first. All right, so you know the uh, the 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 island boys, right? <laughs> island boys. Got yeah. my vest on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just trim that back to like a Kodak black a little bit, and then, like, if you could grow it, if you grow out your hair, it would look kind of like a fuck you. Kodak's hair is ridiculous. It's a stop. Kodak Black's hair is wild. Do you know what Kodak Black's hair neat. looks like? It looks expensive. It lo- <laughs> it's got the the all the different directions and the points and the He has crackhead hair. Fuck you. But he has it luxuriously. Like there No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has money. Out of point. Yeah, because yeah, he has money. It's his version of homeless chic. It is. Inten- oh, yeah, yeah. Intentionally yeah. disheveled. So what do you call that? I'm pointing at Chandler. Oh, this is <laughs> unintentionally, intentionally disheveled. What do you call yeah. that? I want to hear your a voice. masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, my hair is a masterpiece. I've been doing it three years. It turned out okay. I'm calling it a masterpiece. I love it. It's an apprentice piece. This is your topic. Let's do it. All right. I want a quick to uh... put pressure on him. Oh, you can't be whispering the mic. God hmm? damn it. Uh oh. Nothing. Continue. So I can whisper. Ooh. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> All right. Nick, what's some weird shit that's happened to you recently with the full moons happening? 
Oof. Have you felt the tides within you shift? Of course. I... This doesn't answer the recently, but I think this gives a good baseline answer to the question. There was a full year where I took every full moon off because people don't know how to behave during full moons. I'm convinced that it shifts people out of their comfort zone when they should just um, go home. <laughs> Surprisingly, yeah. Okay, so we've all worked customer service, food service. Of course. Yep. Um, retail, blah, retail, blah, blah, blah. all that, all that good shit. mafia, let's go. It's kind of surprising how there does seem to be like a, a shift in just customer behavior people, during the full moon people believe i'm not fucking around there's like a weird portion it's like it's a full moon so i'm wacky so that they exist and then i guess you have people who like don't believe that but like they see they watch like fox news at 10 and they're like it's a full moon does it does a full moon make your emotions go wild you know, and then other people are just assholes all the time and you just notice it because it's a full moon because it's a full moon and there's just more light out. So um, at some point, if anybody knows uh, one, ask a prison, a prison correctional officer if they believe full moons change people's behavior. I've asked at least six so far and everyone has given me the most exasperated. Wow. Yeah. That I've gotten in a while. Um, so even government employees believe in the full moon hmm. and i didn't think government employees believed in anything truly but apparently all they believe in is, is the moon i mean that makes sense if bureaucrats abide by any law it would be the uh the lunar cycle fucking vampires at one, dude at one point at what point werewolves that one. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag team jacob <laughs> um, where, where, where's the line though where it's like you know like people don't consciously think about the full moon when they see it but like there is some sort of association with the full moon how much of it is just like people being influenced socially by the concept of maybe that full moon might affect their behavior because it, it effectively kind of doesn't make sense at all well I think what has to do with it is just the fact that there's more light outside, so people behave as if they're like they have daytime energy in the night. You know, like people kind of photosynthesize a little bit, right? Like, do you, okay, so this was the first weekend in New York where there the, we had like seventy degree weather, and I felt invigorated. I don't know about you, but it was it was a whole day. Invigorated. Invig. I went outside. Invigorated. People are absolutely <laughs> affected by the moon. If you don't believe me, no, I know. go stand out in the water at low tide and then wait for the full moon to come when it's high tide and you will be very affected by the full moon. <laughs> so I know before we were recording, we were speaking about like, like I'm like, oh, like superstition versus like all these types of beliefs, right? And here's the thing is that all the things I say, I'm like, I know that there's like the moon does have an effect on the earth but like it doesn't make me more angry but i say that while simultaneously when i go to pebble beach and i and i go at this time of year and it's like a nice full moon and i feel full and warm and like something and like i feel like it's bullshit but also like i love a full moon because that makes me feel different so like <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm Wait, wrong, so, or like, or James, would you define yourself as someone who's superstitious? No, but I like to I like to play superstitious on TV. <laughs> hmm. All right, Nick. Same question. Would you define yourself if someone if someone was saying, "Are you superstitious?" Yes, but like they weren't trying to fuck you. <laughs> oh fuck! Because I mean, if they're super, yes. if, if they're trying to fuck me, then like, it's, do you fuck with the war? I do. I I guess I fuck with the war. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I definitely feel like I have no idea. I'm absolutely superstitious. Um, I think is that not in the, the sense of like I'll still walk, I'll break mirrors and walk under ladders all day, mm-hmm. but I realize that everything you do happens with intention. So if I break a mirror because I'm looking at it. That's bad luck because that's just a shitty energy thing to do, to look at yourself and try and break yourself. Um, Hmm. If you walk under a ladder without realizing that the harm that could come from being under a ladder. For you or the person on it. For you or the person on it, that's where my intentions were wrong. I might have bad luck. I don't think it's an every time thing. I think it's a subtle reminder to check your intention. And this is where we, when we come into like paganism and heathen, like like modern day Wiccan, Wiccan, it's like any harm none, do what you will, right? Right. And there's the trifold rules, like everything you do, depending on what you believe, is either threefold or ninefold. Wait, I got one more question, Nick. How do you spell magic? In what context? There, and that's the <laughs> that's the key. That, okay, all right, I got my answer. Uh, <laughs> M A N A. No, but like the. So I I agree with you in that the intention that you put out into the world does in fact create some sort of ripple effect, and I guess that's the extent of my superstition, and I guess the extent of my religiosity as well. Like I said, I did a Passover thing today, and at one point is. We, Hold on. Yeah. Pardon my ignorance a little bit. That's not when you just go over a bridge, right? No, no. And that's not also when you just kind of, someone offers you something, you go, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. It's a a Jewish high holiday celebrating the exodus. (laughs) High. (laughs) Well, the best part is it's a high holiday about a burning bush. Yeah. Because God talked to, <laughs> yeah. to, to Moses with, with the burning bush, man. Are we talking about the same holiday or is this 420 now? Same thing. It's, all, it's like the same thing. Oh, it's thing. a Jewish 420? It's it's Jewish 420. Yo. We, yo, okay, so there's literally a part in the like whole Passover thing where we're like, we're going we're gonna to eat this bitter herb and remember how we suffered. This bitter herb. <laughs> Yeah, the the herb is so dank and bitter. It's got to burn one down, man, for <laughs> our suffering. Oh, Wagwan. Oh, oh, hey, Chandler, want to do your Jamaican accent? Zion. <laughs> you sound like a really good Lauren Hill. Oh. <laughs> so is it like just one herb, or is it like an I'll eat? 
it's one kinda... herb in the morning. I'll eat one herb at night. I'll eat one herb in the afternoon, and it makes me feel all right. Well, <laughs> I eat one herb in time of peace and one when in time, time of, of war. war. I'll eat one, one herb before I eat one, one herb, and, and then, then I'll I eat, eat one, one more. more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all essentially the same, and it's all with the intention. So, oh, okay. I sat with a bunch of white people today remembering how we were slaves. And, um, I do that every day. <laughs> I'm just, I purely fantasize about it. I've never actually remembered. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there was this thing where, where we were like, okay, so now we're going to eat the, br- the bitter herb sitting straight up so that, because in this, in this context, sitting straight we are slaves but then when we sip the wine we slouch or recline because it's to symbolize the relaxation and oh. we, are, we are no longer slaves and so we don't have to care about disenfranchised people anymore and <laughs> you know, that's that's a them problem i made my nickel exactly uh, that's that's a <laughs> oh this sounded real anti-semitic right now this i don't know because the jews want to make their yeah, it's a little anti-Semitic. <laughs> Fuck the Jews. No, I'm kidding. Nobody can hear How that. many Jews have you fucked, James? Four. Congratulations. That means you're part of the tribe Actually, now. Actually, more like three and a half. <laughs> Using the Jewish rules. Yeah. Oh, mm. well, in that case, you probably still need a mitzvah. I, I do need a mitzvah. Wait, can I ask an ignorant question? Mm-hmm. Um, does anal count in Jewish culture? Count for what? Well, I know in like some uh, Christian cultures or like Catholicism, some people just don't count anal. Well, to give context, Solomon had over 700 wives. And if none of them did anal, (laughs) (laughs) come on. He wouldn't have got to like number. What six. if he didn't? That maybe he, that just wasn't what he was into. I love how Chandler completely avoids the fact that like anal to avoid premarital sex, which really I feel like in the Jewish religion, yeah. isn't that big a deal actually? Because in Judaism, like literally, it's What's, all about loopholes. Yeah, and that's so, literally all of Judaism is like, how can we make this just just kind of fit our situation? So like, of course, anal sex is good. Because, like, I, but also, you could have premarital sex. Yeah. They I totally mean, have premarital oh, sex. What, do you expect oh. me to just buy a car straight off the lot? 100%. I need a test drive. And the <laughs> divorces are 100% a thing. If you don't want to get a divorce, the, the they literally will fucking exile you. And you cannot come to temple. And the community cannot be part of you because some men don't want to be divorced. Oh, shit. Yeah. This is like, a, I know this because a friend of mine. Yo, that's like mad progressive. A, a friend of mine. We're like Vikings that way. <laughs> no, it is. Like, it's like I Vikings. Know, it's... I don't know about Vikings. So that's another. Well, maybe of... you should listen to the episode that we did on what's that going to taste about Vikings. I'm kidding. Jerk off gesture. <laughs> um, no, so that's kind of a similar thing where I guess because of I, the the tribal origins of of certain ethnic groups there's kind of a surprising amount of uh, empowerment to women within the uh the group um, oh yeah. 100 
fucking Jews crazy. Like they're literally being temple. The <laughs> Jews, women crazy man. The, the no, women they're bananas. The they're women, out there lighting candles and shit. As, as it's learned, crazy. As learned from Jonathan Safran, four from everything is illuminated. And <laughs> and some some beliefs, the women will be like in a separate chamber. Belief the men, right? But like that's only in church. The minute they leave church, like really, the women kind of run everything. Yeah. And they they raise the kids, they I mean, make the food. There's they, a reason why kind of Judaism is passed down through a matrilineal line. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Nick, but well, just because I've talked to James about it, and we've we've talked a lot about how if uh, the mom is Jewish, then you're Jewish. But if your dad is Jewish, eh? Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. So my mom is Jewish, so I'm in. But, like, I'd never done any of the Jewish stuff. Like, see, so you're godfathered in, as opposed to if your dad was Jewish, you'd have to do the work to be included. It's like, exactly. a, good, it's like a good phone plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like a T Mobile. Where <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, it's like, are we sponsored? No, no. <laughs> no, it's like, um, when I was growing up, I had a dog, and at the time in the apartment we lived in, they said no dogs allowed, but we already had a dog, so they let us have that dog. But then my neighbor got a dog. and So they had to hide the dog the, in the attic? No, it wasn't even that. Like, if the dog was well-behaved, nobody would have cared, but the dog just, like, shit on out the lawn and everybody stepped in it, so we made them give away the dog. Oh. But, like... Even my family with a dog complained about the family with a dog with a that dog. wasn't acting like hmm. like a good dog. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if we want to read into the metaphor too much here. Yeah, I feel like I <laughs> I once again have talked myself into a hole with like a metaphor I didn't think out before I said. No, but I mean you're kind of right and that feels derogatory even though it's the parallels are... But that it's kind of a strategic thing on behalf of Jews to like, all right, you're grandfathered in because... We're talking about Jews so much. We're talking about Jews. We should, we, <laughs> I'm learning. We're pl- Well, because we're talking about occult rituals, and if it's not well, Christian, then it's occult. Yeah. Well, I think one thing I'm interested <laughs> in, because we're talking about occult and these kind of things, and so, fuck it. I'm just... Fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to answer, but like, what do you... Do you believe in God? Because I find... Let me make it... I find because we were talking about this earlier before we recorded, a lot of oh you're like my age, but like a lot of people who tend to be a little bit younger than us, yeah, even a little bit younger than you, are like really superstitious and like really believe in like tarot and like like stones and stuff, but they they like don't believe in God. I wasn't raised religious at all. Um, I played church like on Easter and Christmas saxophone when mm, that mm, was mm. about my experience with religion but um other than that my parents left me to find my own and i kind of just found spirituality but not in the modern sense i didn't find tarot and shit like that until i was like 22 23 so so I, how did you define your spirituality kind of growing up then like i in- changed the subject hmm hmm so, like, if you were in high school and someone was like, do you want to go to church with me on Sunday? I'd go, no, I'm busy with football. That is my church. Where did you go to school again? In New Hampshire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to school in New Hampshire. It was a public school. So. That's the thing I feel like is interesting. Because, like, when I was in high school, 
I feel like there were like lots of alt kids, and like I found Silver Raven Wolf's Teen Witch in the school library, which I'm pretty sure would not be there now at all. But I remember specifically being surrounded by people who were like, were w- weird, but like they'd be like, you're weird, but like some people would be kind of interested. I can't imagine living outside of New York and having those kind of, because I was fucking living with a, um, an ex and I were living together two years after high school and we were sharing an altar and like we used to like do rituals fucking uh, sky clad that's naked folks in the fucking woods and like I, I can't imagine being in an environment where like just having some interests is not like accepted it wasn't it was an easy topic to dodge, and it wasn't anything I really needed until I was, you know, well into adulthood and experiencing I'm on my own troubles mm. that you don't really get as a kid. And those are the moments when you really would turn to religion. And I eventually found, read into like Buddhism and the Tao Te Ching, and eventually found tarot right around the same time. So I found all of this in what American culture would be called magic or alternate spirituality. Magic with a K. There you go. Yes, with a K. Not spelled mana. Okay. (laughs) Um, And found all of that and really just, it was just enough to answer the questions if I didn't ask too hard. And that was all I really needed was a vague answer to keep going. But I know some people need deeper answers through religion and stuff. So I, and those are a lot of the people I grew up around. So I just kind of learned to support and talk to those people without giving, being like, "Uh, I don't believe in shit. Nah, it was just like a, no, but how do you feel about it? How Mm. do you feel? Why do you need to talk about religion right now? So it wasn't so much as a deflection, so much as just like taking a more support role. Yes. Hmm. What? It's like dogs don't believe in Jesus, but emotional support dogs kind of believe in Jesus through association. Whoa. That, that, that's blowing my mind. Like dude. if it weren't for the person that they're taking care of believing in Jesus, they wouldn't eat dinner. That's, that's I a, had that's to a, that's say he's take. real. Yeah. So that I could put food on my plate, but no, no, it wasn't no, something that I actively needed to believe in and for or a lot of, understand. For a lot of people, they they do that because not just to put food in their plate because they won't have any community, right? Which yes. I think is which I think is bigger because I mean that is a big thing because yeah. like food, you think like ah food, but like you know maybe if people hate you, you can still maybe find a job, but like you won't have any social circles, you won't have any social fulfillment. If people don't think, and I, I remember actually like being like 15, like three blocks from where we are right now recording and having a friend of mine, we were having a, a, a theological conversation, but I was very young. So I had no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. And I, and I said to him, so I said, if I go to a mountain and I magically am somehow through the pure power of my grace and, and belief in God floating five centimeters off of the grass. I'm not harming the grass. I'm not killing any ants. And I subsist myself through pure belief. Will I go to heaven even if I don't believe in God? And he was like, no, you don't believe in God. It doesn't matter how good you are. Even if you, ma- even if you can float above <laughs> the ground from your pure 
pure kindness and like just subsist off of love energy, you still go to hell. Wait, but no, that's only if you know that God exists and you no. Because people, I live in a, I live in a. People speak about God, so obviously I would go to hell because I don't believe in God. And that's the thing that's very interesting because you kind of have to do it, and it becomes second nature. <laughs> like you don't fucking. Yeah, you don't. I eventually, towards adulthood, learned to, I guess, describe it better. And I started saying things like, I don't believe in God, but I hope he believes in himself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, someone's got to. Fuck, that's something. Like, I really want him. If he exists, I hope he's confident. And I hope he feels good about his job. (laughs) I hope he doesn't have to keep asking us. Yeah. For validation, no dysmorphia. Or Imagine I hope he doesn't he have trans. that moment where, like, his alarm goes up and goes off in the morning, and he's just like, "Fuck this shit again." I'm tired of Earth. It's like, oh fuck! Like, I, I hope we're at least treating him well enough that he's having a good day. Oh, because he because we're his job. Yeah, we are his job. We're his job. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I... this ain't a hobby. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that this. But that means obviously we're in a capitalist society. That means he has a boss. Well, then, no. Mm. Well, or he is the boss, and so he's delegated to his chosen people. I think he AKA owns the business. The, oh, he, oh, he's not really there. Yeah, like, he's just around. He's, that's a great way to he's put He's like it. a landlord. He, well, um, I'd say he's, because a landlord really doesn't do shit. <laughs> like, let's be, at least a business owner still has to manage inventory and just kind of. Not this kind of business. Maybe sometimes if he feels like it. If he, mm, yeah okay yeah yeah he's like I'm Tuesday Tuesday let me just <laughs> pop in and check in on you guys now I'm just gonna stand here and make everything real hard for you to yeah. like run business as <laughs> I just exist and I'm gonna make three different people supers and they're all gonna disagree with each other on how to fix problems okay sure. are we right are we talking about God or the government uh, <laughs> now we're talking about profits or uh. or, or God because well, one of the things that's very interesting because we're talking about uh, so it's Ramadan currently. Wait, it's Ramadan, Passover, and the start of Easter. Oh man, someone get their bingo cards out. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like these religions and beliefs are related to each other because they come from the same part of the planet and the people are related. Wait, did we already it... miss Fat Tuesday? Oh, that was in February. God damn it! What is Fat Tuesday? Why do I know this but I don't? That Mardi has, Gras. That has something to do with oh, like yeah. Lent. And yeah, all that, but right? I think that ends on Easter, doesn't it? Oh yeah, because oh, Lent. Yeah, Lent is almost done. Yeah, I don't understand Lent. That's easy. I, there was a church that gave up white people. <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> they gave up the white devil. Good, good, good for them. Right? <laughs> now, it looks like they also gave up on the blue devils because uh, Duke lost. I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck. I literally March Madness, motherfucker. I stayed sports ball. So for the past three years in a row, I've given up nothing for Lent. And I think I'm going to like next year, I'm going to do it again. Oh, I love (laughs) that. I've gotten some more nothing back in return. No, I really I'm kind of happy because I feel like that makes me relentless. Oh, that's as bad as I'll get. (laughs) It's so funny because at first you say... What did I do? It's yeah, fine. You're good. Oh no, <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Um, go fix it. All right. What it- so giving up Lent, it's it's a fine. So <laughs> <laughs> giving up Lent, hilarious. 
I it's didn't, a fun thing to joke I about. didn't understand what the fuck you meant at first. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a bike behind you. Oh, it fell over. I'm sorry. Yeah, but instead of cutting this out, I feel like this allows people to really get uh, homed in on what's happening here. Um, yeah, we're in a room with bikes. We're in a no, room. No, we clearly angered God, and he sent down his vengeance and just barely missed you with his smiting power. In the words of Denzel Washington, King Kong ain't got shit <laughs> on me. <laughs> Can you do it in a Denzel Washington voice, though? You see, my Denzel Washington ain't, ain't that good right now, so... Um... <laughs> nope. Bernie Mac? <laughs> I'm trying to get him to do a Bernie Mac impression. Hold on, not, not gonna do it. Christopher Walken. Do wait, Christopher Walken doing Denzel oh, Washington. Washington? Fuck. Yes, King Kong ain't got shit on me. Oh, no, 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 no. I need something more substantial. Christopher Walken. Oh, oh no, he's okay. So he's like a he's an emphatic Christopher. Whoa, whoa, King Kong. Ooh. Ain't Lord, got shit on oh me. my lord. It's Al Pacino. Jesus. Oh, no, fuck, you're right. Oh, and to engage Christopher Walken is just Pacino. Jesus. Or at least my Christopher. Jesus. Um, King Lord and Christ. Oh, I was I was back. I was far, I was real Hold far on. back. Here's my impression of that on um opposite day. Okay. I'm King Kong. And Denzel <laughs> Washington. <laughs> Ain't got shit on me. <laughs> he gets jealous sometimes. So there's got to be a clap back eventually. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, here's my David Spade doing uh, doing King Kong on opposite day. Yeah, Denzel Washington. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Here's Don't. my Scooby Doo doing David Spade <laughs> doing Denz- doing King Kong doing Denzel Washington. <laughs> Raggy, ring wrong, ring got writ on re. It needs a little work. It's gonna get there. Hang with me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my impression of a British person doing Scooby Doo, <laughs> doing David Spade, doing Christopher Walken, <laughs> doing Denzel Washington. Well, at least my schools aren't a goddamn Call of Duty War Zone lobby. There you go. That's it. All right. Here's my impression of all of that. It was pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty it's good. Pretty, it's All pretty right. good. No, wait, you gotta say your, you gotta say your catchphrase. Wait, wait. It's, that's pretty neat. No, it's pretty, pretty. Wait, no, what? I do say that sometimes. Well, that's pretty, a that's a Larry David. No, but it's yours that's, now. But it's uh, yours. I've taken it from because you're you're the same person. Pretty, Hold on. Here's pretty. here's my um, here's my mighty mighty boss hey. tones. That's the impression that I get. Oh my fucking god. So do you ever do you have you ever had, right. have you ever so do you read cards? Uh, from time to time, it's more of a hobby than a profession. All right. So, 
Have you had an experience reading someone's cards in some real wild shit? Oh, yeah. I found out a girl was cheating on me through reading her cards. You're not supposed to... Wait, what? You're not supposed to read the cards of yeah, the person... Fuck you. Fuck laws. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. No kings, no gods. All right. I okay. am my own god. Okay, what happened? Uh, it started... It was just a simple past, present, future. And... I wish I remember the cards I drew, but I remember the uh, present was uh, term turmoil in her love life, and then the future was uh, being solitary. And I, she went, "Wow, that makes a lot of sense." And I mm-hmm. looked at her and went, "What do you mean by that?" And she then proceeded to describe to me that she was cheating on me, um, and I went, "Wow, this is the worst card read I've ever done." <laughs> I just packed up my cards and left. Well, and just put them back in the case. And, At least uh, it worked out for you. It did. I my my deck protects me. <laughs> yes, because that could have turned out differently. Mm-hmm. I, I could have said that uh, you were like that they that they were in a relationship that they should be in. Yeah, and then it they might have not have told her, you. But it, it literally every card just gave her more doubt, <laughs> and then to end with just like. You need to figure your own shit out. It was so, in retrospect, satisfying, but at the time, terrifying. And terrifying. God damn it! That you, wasn't even you on purpose. That one. that one was right there. I'll use it again later. There you go. What about you? <laughs> Have you ever read anybody's cards and had like a real interesting or wild outcome? I have never read any. I honestly don't know the rules of tarot. Like you were saying, oh, that has to be a gift. It has to be all this, and you can't do. The, I what are what are the rules? What, what are your intentions? Are the rules? I, <laughs> that's I the feel only like, yeah. real because, rule. Good thing about like this, it, like, like religion. There's different rules depending on who teaches you. Yeah. But mm. but think about it. So I don't what think is I the difference have between... that kind of power without having some malintention. What's the difference between you seeking something and something just being given to you? Uh, usually I can't find it for a good 15 minutes oh my at least. No. I'm not talking about your penis, okay? I'm just, I'm just saying like... If it's like an like, eagle's nest holding a robin egg. Looking <laughs> for power and being given power are two different things. So thus, you cannot buy them yourself. They have to be gifted to you. Mm. That, cause you well, okay, that's that's step one. I've never had a deck given to me, so therefore I couldn't do a reading. I mean... You, could buy them. I mean, there's no global. Nobody's gonna pop out the wall. But I mean, you have to go into a psychic shop and be like, "Give me that funk, that sweet, that gas, and <laughs> give, that give me gushy that gas. stuff." What's the fucking name of it? Yeah, come on, come on. You should do it. I'll teach you how to read cards. I d- I don't even know where to start. I've never done something like this. So this two, two, the major, minor arcana. That's like top and bottom. Okay, top and bottom. It's hot. Is that like a rising and ascend or and a descending? Or well, there's it? like different layouts you can do for the cards. Well, where does the overlap Ooh, wow. between tarot and astrology occur? Because I'm learning astrology because I date a white woman. Gentrification. That's where the overlap occurs. Okay. 
I would say yes. <laughs> because it literally, it's very, it, you know, it didn't occur to me to like word it that way. But 100%, that's just what it is. <laughs> it's just that they both appealed to the same crowd of people and they got into it. And mm. that's why you can get things like Sugar Skull tarot card decks. And because tarot really has nothing to do with. Dia de los Mortos. No. Right? No. No. So, okay, if I were to start, like, learning a lot about Baal and, like, the old Mesopotamian gods, does that have anything to do with tarot? Uh, All right. Oh, my fucking God. Oh. I don't think so. I think no. you're beyond my knowledge, but I don't think so. Okay, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how, how mysticism affects me as someone who doesn't it doesn't because okay. it's not real it's... but also i did a reading for you once i didn't because that would be against it. but if i did why would it be against the chandler oh because oh oh because you like me it provides guidance when you need it but if you have never needed it Mm. enough to seek it out oh shit my privilege is showing <laughs> then ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit hold on let me zip that back then up. you might not ever it's one of those things where a deck will present itself to you when you are in most need of a deck and at that point you have tarot in your life for every time you need it it's very much like a religion and boy here we go and let's just talk magic in general because it's all about intent right yeah so really uh, let's, let's talk about like mediums different mediums maybe tarot is not the thing that's gonna come into your life Mm -hmm. right but there are different aspects of magic that come into our lives whilst whether or not we know it or not so yes you can be asleep and maybe you see shadows or some shit or maybe like there's well, okay there have been times that like i ate an entire rotisserie chicken and then accidentally dropped it and i felt really like ominous things happening uh so i've heard of a lot of people actually and i'm interested to see what you guys think of this where your hair ends up being an extension of your spirit and one and that's why i cut to- my locks off I was about to ask if you cut your locks off for spiritual reasons to get a spiritual cleanse. My ex, who you met at the time, we were having a real rough time. My dreads were down to below my behind, and I was so in anguish. I was so angry all the time. I've never been like that. I would would see black, and I would black out. I couldn't breathe. I was so angry. So one day, I was living in a fucking room slightly bigger than this with my mother, and... I just was, I went into the other room and I just cut my locks off. My mother woke up and she was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm cutting them off. I just couldn't, like, you know. Did you feel feel like a spiritual change after you did? You know, that may just be the fact that I cut, like, 10 pounds of hair off my head. (laughs) But I definitely felt, like, much lighter. And I definitely felt, like, just so relieved. I really do felt like maybe the the act of doing it or the doing it itself or the physical lack of the weight on my head i i felt so fucking just like like and then after that i wasn't really angry anymore it was more like disappointment in the situation the anger kind of faded away when i cut my locks and i 
personally, whenever I'm trying to describe a level of spirituality outside of religion to people, that's a lot of times what I'll say is like when you do a drastic haircut because you need to feel like you've changed something about your life, a lot of times that's way more spiritual than you realize. Chandler, have you ever had a haircut that you felt like changed who you were as a person or really like re-centered you? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, legitimately. I Because I'd go through some pretty frequent periods of just, draw, just growing my hair out like as far as it could. And then um, usually uh, in response to like a new or an effort to try to start a new chapter or to begin a new, like usually it'd have to do with like, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to sober up and pursue a career. I would cut my hair. And part of that, at least like in my youth was because the, the myth that like, Oh, well, you know, if someone wanted to drug test you, they would check your hair. Oh and, yeah. And there was that whole thing. But in addition to that, there is a certain catharsis to, I guess, changing that identity. Yes. And I don't necessarily know if I've felt a a spiritual uh, levity from that, but there definitely is a feeling of, like, something new is beginning because of of that that change in just how I identify myself. I, I don't want to be the person to do this, but, like, when you look at the abstract concept of what you felt, like, really, you can slap spirituality on it like maybe you don't because you don't really like the term but really the abstract thing that is spirituality completely is whatever that feeling is because it's not like you don't know what that feeling is like you can think about it and be like maybe it's because i don't know but like the feeling you get the raw emotion whatever that is i think where the the the, the thing between the belief of god and spirituality gets like tangled up it's because there's like a belief in God at the all the way at the bottom. There's a spirituality, and the spirituality could just be like Neil Gaiman's American Gods, where like the spirituality is like the sound of the land, uh, like the spirit and the spirituality of America is Coca Cola, and like, mm. the, but it is like you know, it's and it's like, God. and it's like, t- yes, yes, yeah, you know, so like that feeling is spiritual. Well, I think the most, I guess. um, spiritual moment or like um beyond or, or spiritual connections i've had have been either um following either uh like a really bad hangover or like just some some instance where i'm like tripping where i i have such a disconnect from from my my body i guess either like cuz like a mushroom trip where i got concussed accidentally um <laughs> Or like a really bad hangover where I spend a couple hours just kind of oozing vomit from my sternum. Um, like usually the the after effect of that where I kind of have gone through a disassociative period where I'm like, okay, my body is this and my mind is something else. Then the, the regroup afterwards, I think, would be the most uh, spiritual... Um, connection i've had i'm about to throw it out there because spirituality is such like an abstract concept and one thing humans don't know about scientifically is consciousness right and to me whatever is whatever consciousness is the abstract things that are on that level that do exist like they exist but they're somewhere we can't 
quite understand yet. Mm-hmm. That's what spirituality is. Because we're all connected by DMT. Like, like you ever done DMT? I have not. <laughs> yep. I have. Wait. I have not Wait. done. Nick, have you done DMT? Yeah, I've, uh, the... I've actually. I've been kind of curious. I've, I haven't done it, and I. I... <laughs> It kind of just became a meme at a certain point where Joe Rogan was like, yeah, you done DMT. And I'm like, okay, I probably don't need to do it just because it's been overhyped. I didn't do it enough to break through, but there was one time I did it on accident in the Parks District of Boston. Um, It was just me and one of my friends walking through the park and having kind of an emotional talk. And he took out his bowl and said, you could have a hit. And I took a hit and it tasted like mothballs, which isn't what I'm used to weed tasting like. It's, that's different. And he warned me that I needed to sit down and that my day was going to change quite a bit. And then <laughs> I don't remember the next hour or so outside of very brief windows where we climbed trees and talk to strangers, and then I kind of came out of this weird gray out holding a squirrel, like a like I, a yeah. live squirrel. Yeah, uh, they're very easy to catch in Boston, so that was part of the reason. It wasn't like I'd completed some feat of athleticism <laughs> on DMT. You sure? Uh, All I kind of just held out my bounding. hand, and the squirrel was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, okay, sure. yeah, I get this." Uh, but me, that was a weird. It, experience and it I do remember moments where you could like see people's auras or something like that but it wasn't like I had this spiritual life changing moment it was purely that like I understood that things can be different than they currently are or as I see them yeah I get what you mean I've tried salvia a couple times oh goodness and I know that's different but like in that just that sense of like stripping away the layers of reality to know that okay there is a difference between what i perceive and what's actually happening yes that's a good way to put it um and then you kind of are a little skeptical of everything you perceive there afterwards cuz you're like ah, this is what my organ senses are telling me <laughs> but we all know that could be fucky yeah but it I think if I'd taken more than just whatever was left in the bowl, I probably would have had a drastically different experience and opinion on DMT. But I took what would probably be considered a microdose Mm. and had a very interesting afternoon. And then I went about my life. (laughs) And then that was a fun trip. And we're back. Yeah, I was able to mentally recover back to something similar to normal fairly fast. Well, uh, that's that's good that it didn't just completely debilitate <laughs> you. <laughs> the... Because yeah, the, the... that'd be a cool story at least, though. It is a cool story, but that there is something in that moment when I'm like, "We doesn't taste like this," and then just being told to sit down and having a drug described to you that you'd never heard of before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of a new experience, and I don't know if I'd consider it magic, but. I think my belief structure in what is and isn't real changed after that. Would would you agree, or do you think you had a different, um, th- like a different belief, or maybe an alternative belief structure going into it, and then? Just I don't think post- I had beliefs back then. I think I was still in that phase of I don't 
nobody's forced me to decide what to believe. So mm-hmm. I went into it with an almost blank slate. I was like, I people die, I'll figure the rest out later. Um <laughs> But with that being said, I went in I into it and came out of it with a very similar belief structure, maybe a higher sense of doubt, which I wouldn't even describe as a bad thing. Yeah. On what I believe or what I'm confident in. Like in a in a reasonable sort of self doubt, not in like a I can't do it, but in like a I might not be. Right I might need all to ask time. another question sometimes. Yeah, that's about it. It was just like sometimes I shouldn't just go. Okay, sounds good. Sometimes I should say, "Hey, wait a minute, <laughs> hold up, wait a minute. Let me put some boom in it." <laughs> As we close. Well, we're we're kind of getting yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. time to it's time to it's time to get wrapping it up. Um. Okay. Um. Before we wrap. Yeah. Up, this is we have a lot of time for you. Um. I want to just ask the question around I guess tarot that has been eating at my brain, and I tried to look up situations and couldn't find any. So I think we should just make some up. Do you think there were any situations in history where a tarot card reading? drastically change the outcome of our life today obviously Winston churchill obviously and then of course before are you are you actually citing before 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 stalingrad obviously Uh like uh the problem is is that hitler well i don't know if you know but he also along with uh the tribe uh, was eliminating um some some roaming peoples as well um wait wait i'm sorry what are you saying some some roaming Peoples, some nomads, peoples, some nomad, mm. some nomadic peoples. Okay, with the common slur that's used as your oh, name. Oh, uh, the, the, the Romani, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wait, is, is that one a slur or like no? Okay, the the G one. Yeah, I know slur. that one is, but no, like Roma- no, no, no. Romani is still. No, that's fine. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I, if somebody listens to this and they're like, "Well, actually, I, I don't know you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry. I drive. We're constantly learning about. Culture. Uh, yeah, we're learning. <laughs> um, <laughs> like they gave Hitler, uh, you know, a reading, but obviously they lied, and they were like, "Yeah." Go over there and go into there, and then it turned out poorly for him. There you go. <laughs> Yikes. Also, wait. Also, but what, what were you saying about Winston Churchill? Yeah. Do you this, think Winston Ter- Churchill was an avid tarot person? Uh, totally. Yeah? Yeah, why not? Well, Fuck I, it. I feel like just <laughs> being part of the like Freemasons, uh, Washington probably got a reading to be like, yo, cross the Delaware. Just fucking do it. <laughs> it's Christmas. Fuck Jesus. See, Fuck Ooh. <laughs> What What are they going to do? Unkill themselves? Like, <laughs> you got a war to win. They're going to be like, oh, we had an armistice for the holiday. Fuck a holiday. <laughs> Cross the Delaware. Fuck up some Brits. I just, hey, but I, you think there was a moment he was unsure and was like, let me check the cards. See what of course. Oh, you think he didn't have? I don't think. Maybe he didn't check the cards. He might have oh, he been has, like. He had like a slave with him or something. Yeah, like he's a, like, hold on. Just just throw the bones. Check my palm. No, he was like, he was like, give me my indentured servant. Make sure luck you know, is on my side. Like, yeah. make sure luck is on my side. And they drag in some woman who's like, sir. And he's like, read me your witchy cards. Well, like, if Joan of Arc could do it for, like, Jesus, I'm sure everyone else probably had at least a little bit of... Because like, otherwise, why would people do crazy-ass shit in war? Like, 
at least in the like medieval to like medieval to like even to like the 1700s where people were just doing like batshit crazy uh war maneuvers and they're like yo what if we just like sun tzu probably knew a thing or two maybe not tarot but like so what if judas knew what if what if uh what if judas had a reading and he was told that you have to do the thing that's against your heart in order to make from it the greatest thing in existence. Well, well, but that's saying, like, so <laughs> Jesus was born to die, right? Like, we all are. Of course. I don't know why he was so special. He got to die early. <laughs> Fucking, um, but anyway, the, Jesus knew he was going to die as some gruesome, horrific way, way beforehand. Supposedly, he already got his reading from like he got it from the boss. They were like, "Okay, this is the assignment. This is gonna ha- this is how it's gonna play out." Judas probably didn't get a reading, or even if he did, it was like, a, "All right, look, you gotta sell me out, man. <laughs> this this is just the way the dominoes gotta fall." It's it's kind of like you've seen the Irishman, right? Of course. Yeah, I think. Jimmy Hoffa knew. Is Jesus real though? As like their uh, hearts? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently there's I found this out today. Apparently there's more archaeological evidence that Jesus existed than there is about the Jews existing in Egypt at the time they claimed. Which I mean that might be a hot take, but also but also I wonder like we're what really did, good at cleaning up after what ourselves. What do they think the Jews look like? I don't know. Like, I feel, I feel like these people know more than me. But also, like, I feel like most of the flesh on the... I'm not going to say that. Oh? Is it, <laughs> oh nothing. Is oh. it one of those, like... In a certain sense... This is going to be mildly controversial. Jesus is like Santa Claus. Where, like, we're only proving he exists because we believe he existed like a self-fulfilling prophecy like we're only looking for evidence of jesus because we believe in jesus in the same sense that uh the national weather service only tracks santa claus because we believe in santa claus Hmm. i would say maybe jesus is like a plato figure instead where and we talked about this in the in the last yeah yeah where in fact, we attribute all these actions and things to one particular person, but really it might have just been a series of different people all kind of Oh, acting. like Billy Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or or uh like um uh Billy Joel. Like well, well, seriously, we like all Jesus think that Billy Joel has been writing Piano Man, Uptown Girl, all of the like <laughs> really there have been like six Billy Joels, right? So here's the thing is that like oh at least that, like you don't you don't just consistently make hit after hit after hit so i think without the... like <laughs> being multiple people the question is like not whether or not jesus existed let's say to be charitable that he did it's whether all the things that are attributed to him in the bible are the things that this person did or is it a bunch of little happy accidents that happen to many people well to that i would say we have looked over uh uh video like the 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 videotapes 
of Jesus. And his sex tape is second to none. Um, second to Ray J. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gonna... Nothing's bigger than <laughs> than Ray J. No, no, that's not that big. But you know, I... sorry, I caught myself uh, by surprise. Uh, there. That was a good one. <laughs> no, but like we got Michael Jordan, who people say he floated, he walked on air, right? Oh, I mean, oh my god, this new god shit. Oh my god. But he's not a god. You just look at the way, like physicality works in like the arc no, of but trajectory. people are all abstractions because when it, you think about michael jordan what would you probably envision especially as somebody who's younger is like like michael jordan's great and you see like the jump man and shit right yeah. you know but the jump man is a picture that's recreated from another photographer that did it with michael jordan before like you know and they just liked it a lot like literally like the idea of people and things is so abstract when they're not you which is why uh, i'm about to go on a fucking rant which is why social media is like fucking weird because like the people are fucking abstract they're just abstract caricatures of individuals like every all the people on fucking twitter aren't like they would never do that in real life they would never come to you and say that shit because they might get punched in the fucking face you know what i mean but it's like just abstract all of it's abstract, and when it comes to like breaking it down, it's like, at what point does a level of abstraction help us? So in engineering, it's like, you don't you build a computer, you don't need to know how a fucking motherboard works to build a computer. You just have to know it plugs into a motherboard, right? Right. But and a motherboard have, still works. But, but you I, also have to venerate the motherboard, the son board, and the holy father board. There is a motherboard. I, I, I realize this. It's feminist. Uh, there's also a master and slave. Is that those are the those are the drafts? They don't call them that anymore. Mm. Now they call them primary and secondary. But it was master and slave for many years. I don't understand the point that was just made, but I do now believe that Norman Rockwell was a legitimate artist. Yes. (laughs) My point is, it all doesn't make sense. It's all made up. The points don't matter. Exactly. Whose line is it anyway? That's a good one to end on. <laughs> um, so, like always, this is a bunch of things we do. But first, so make sure you say it nice and clear. So you you do comedy. You're you're you're. Could you consider yourself to be a comedian? I do. I consider myself to be a couldn't comedian or a funny person. A comedian definitely couldn't tell today. No, I'm kidding. Narf. <laughs> uh, so you do? Are you doing stand up com- uh, currently? Is this a thing that you're? Uh, I'm currently in a rebuild phase, kind of uh, bouncing back from the pandemic. But in the next probably month or two, I'll start getting back into performing live shows. And if you want to catch me on any of those live shows, be sure to follow me on Twitter or Instagram. The handle is That's Funny Nick. That's spelled like that's. Uh, funny spelled like funny and Nick spelled wrong. It's spelled N-I-K because I like to be special. So that's funny, Nick, with no fucking C, okay? <laughs> I love it. Can I just say, by the wait, way, wait. somebody here catches a fucking hint. You throw it to them. He's like, oh, well, there we go. It's time for me to start plugging myself. <laughs> this guy over here literally doesn't fucking know shit, okay? And Look, on top I- of that, you have to say... Follow Chandler on Instagram at Seafloam Green. What the fuck is a Seafloam Green? It's C E E. No, no, no. Fuck, I ruined it. Okay. No, no, no. Because yeah. I, okay. I would have asked you, but it's too late. It's uh, it's S E A Floam, right? Uh, 
No, it's sea floam, like sea low green, but with floam in the middle. Oh, oh. that's funny. That I get it now. <laughs> sea floam, sea floam green. It's a color too. Oh. It is a color. Oh god, is that your favorite color? Uh, no, my favorite color is uh, burnt sienna. Then why oh. is your handle sea floam green? Uh, because sea low green, um, was uh, very impactful in a lot of floam. Um, uh, uh, what's the term for sculptures? Um, as a medium for me, it, it's it's kind of like a Mr. Potato Head, but like with more detail. Ooh, okay. Also, Nick, I got a quick question for you. Yes. Do you want to do you want to be my workout buddy for going to Mike's and doing shows? Yes, absolutely. Let's do this. Yes. We're getting back to it. Before we end this, I do need to know one more bit of information. James, what's your favorite color? Oh, uh, Millennium Purple. Ooh. It's very specific. Yeah. Ooh. Black, red, Millennium Purple. It was a color made specifically for the turn of the century. It's like a very specific purple. I just like it. It's very nice. Yeah. I'm going to need uh, I'm going to need pictures and swatches. I got you. It's nice. And I, I feel like it'd just be remiss if we didn't ask Nick, what's your favorite color? Oh, my favorite color is probably a mint green. Yeah, mint green. Very relaxing, but also very energizing at the That's same nice. time. It's mm. a good combo. I like Tastes it. good. It's a good thing. Yeah. So, um, oh, we have to we have, we cannot keep doing this. I have to work in the morning. Yes. So, this is going to be awesome for That's Funny NIK on Twitter. That's awesome. You have anywhere else. Twitter and you? Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. That's Funny NIK. See how easy that is? Chandler Phillips here at C E E F L O A M E. Wait, fuck. No, there's no E. I, do you see how hard it is? C Flom Green. It's like C Low Green, but with Flom in the middle. Fucking ridiculous. It's that simple. Me. You can find me. On Twitter at What Funny Friend. And of course, as always, you can always follow everything we do where anchor.fm forward slash was hyphen that, that hyphen, hyphen in hyphen, hyphen good hyphen, hyphen taste because I forgot. Slash. Or you can just find us anywhere you listen to podcasts like Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play and iTunes and all those things. And that uh, guy at the corner of your bodega that sells little USB sticks. Oh, I didn't forget to tell you guys. I have a big fucking announcement. <gasps> Fuck, I forgot to mention this. We're big in North Korea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's about time we're 12 big. USBs distributed. Yo, that's crazy because the average height in North Korea is like, what, 5'4"? There we go. And growing. I'm big in North Korea. (laughs) You're big here. Ooh, put that away. It's because they got (laughs) tiny hands. So as always, that was, was that in good taste? For Nick, Chandler. Uh, Thank you, everybody. And James. And this is the thing we always say, which is drinking is not required. But but it is recommended. All right. This is it is recommended. Right. Yeah, there yeah. you go. My so, timing was 100% off. And I'm proud so of now this Bye, everybody. I we love could, you. We could fix it in post. We're good. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Let's talk bad about Chandler now. <laughs>